If ever we were going to break out into spirit-led dancing, that probably would have been it, right? Some of you were holding back, weren't you? Thank you. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, who likes Nutella? Do you, and do you also like coffee? Is it Nutella? Or, okay. Do you also like coffee? Whipped Nutella coffee this morning. We're trying it. So make your way over to the cafe. Not now. The only way to make sense of what's happening around the world today is to know what's going to happen tomorrow. God has seen fit to tell us a great many things about the future. There are hundreds of yet-to-be-fulfilled prophecies in the Bible. Some have counted as many as 500 future prophecies that remain. We reserve a few minutes on Sunday morning to suggest news or trends that seem to be predicted by a literal futurist reading of the Bible. To avoid sensationalism, we're careful to use recognized, reliable sources for news. By sensationalism, I mean any of you who follow these kinds of things online or uh, you know that the last couple of weeks, all, everybody's been talking about how the Lord was coming uh, this year again on the Feast of Trumpets, which was a few days ago, I think, and that they had all these calculations and charts and star charts and, you know, secret messages and stuff. And it, it gives prophecy a bad name. Uh, to do that. And so we're, we're not doing that. We try and have reliable sources for news. It doesn't mean those sources are right. It just means they are noticing the things that are happening. And we're never saying the things we report are the fulfillment of prophecy. We're saying that they are the things you'd expect to be happening in the buildup to the future seven-year great tribulation. I mean, that, that's going to hit the ground running. When the tribulation starts, a lot of stuff has to already kind of be in place in order for it to make sense. And so uh, that's what we're looking at. Futurists like ourselves who take the Bible literally have long argued that the government of the Great Tribulation will eventually be some sort of global union, a global government, eventually controlled by the one man, the Antichrist. Global government literally means that nations will surrender their sovereignty to a collective group of leaders. It would be like every country uh, saying that whatever the UN tells us to do, we're going to do. I just wanted to scare you there for a minute. But anyway, in a scholarly journal, uh, one researcher wrote, the idea of world government is returning to the mainstream of scholarly thinking about international relations. Alexander Wendt, he's an influential uh, international relations theorist, suggested that a world government is simply inevitable. What would it take for that to happen? Well, the likely leading candidate today would be uh, climate change, which is more frequently being described as the climate crisis. Dr. Parag Khanna is founder and managing partner of an outfit called Future Map. He advises many governments and corporations around the world and serves on the board of numerous financial and technology companies. Dr. Khanna said, we're accelerating into a future shaped less by countries then by connectivity, not sure what he means by that, but the emphasis is on no more countries. Mankind has a new maxim, connectivity is, the, is our destiny, and the most connected powers and people will win. Regarding climate change, the good doctor believes that, and I quote, as climate change tips toward full-blown crisis, economies collapse, governments destabilize, technology disrupts, we're entering a new age of mass migration, one that will scatter both the dispossessed and the well-off. 
And then he talks about climate population resettlement, and by which I think he wants the map of the world and its nations to be decided by climate issues, not national sovereignty. Put bluntly, people need to be resettled based on what the planet is doing. And so if it's not good for the environment to be living in Central California, then uh, the go those powers that be would say, well, you, you need to resettle somewhere else where, they're, where we're tackling these environmental problems. Uh, and, and this is serious stuff that serious people are talking about. In a previous update, we talked about the powerful World Economic Forum's excitement at how easily the governments of the world were able to impose unbelievable far-reaching restrictions on the global population on account of the pandemic COVID-19. They openly reveal now that they will use climate change to create a new world order. A few years ago, if you suggested that governments might benefit from something like a global pandemic, it was fringe conspiracy theories. Everybody thought you were a nut. Today, these organizations are telling you point blank up front that they are going to use any means possible to form a global government that they believe will be for the betterment of mankind. And so whatever comes along, and right now what's come along is climate change. There's been a, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a huge shift globally about the climate crisis and what are we going to do. Former Pri uh, Vice President Al Gore, the world's unofficial climate cop, said, when every night on the TV news is like a nature hike through the book of Revelation, that builds demands for meaningful action. Oh, if he only knew. David Malpass is president of the World Bank Group. That's a very prestigious, important position. He was asked whether he agreed with scientific consensus that the mandate uh, of burning, or that man-made burning of fossil fuels is rapidly and dangerously warming the planet. It was a loaded question, obviously, because they said the scientific consensus. So in other words, they're saying, do you agree with all the scientists, or are you crazy? He replied, I don't know, I'm not a scientist. His remarks prompted an outcry from environmentalists, including Al Gore, who called for uh, his resignation and uh, labeled him a climate denier. 27 House Democrats have joined a growing chorus of voices calling for his resignation. He since has recanted, acknowledging the climate crisis. And so five minutes ago he didn't know, but now he knows there is one because his job was at stake. Whether or not there is science supporting climate change the world's leaders promote a climate crisis, and they don't want any dissent on it or any other global policies. The Prime Minister of New Zealand said recently, leaders cannot ignore the threat posed by unregulated political discourse on the Internet. In other words, you have freedom of speech as long as you uh, say what the government wants you to say, and they're going to regulate that. And so we live in a really different world than you woke up to five or ten years ago. Uh, and this push for globalism is real. So again, I hope you understand me. I don't care what your position is on climate change. I don't know. Maybe the world is getting warmer. Maybe that happens. I don't know. Uh, but what I'm talking about here is that the governments of the world are saying, hey, we can get people so freaked out about this, whether it's true or not, by controlling the narrative that they will give over their sovereignty to a greater good so that we can save spaceship Earth, planet Earth. It's the only planet we've got. And, of course, Elon Musk trying to get to Mars and get away from all that. But uh, 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, and, and this is happening, and, and um, maybe you are, uh, you know, a climate change person. Maybe you're, Gene, you're going to take me aside and you know, beat me up behind the building or something, you know, as a climate denier. I, I, I don't know enough about it to have an opinion. Well, I have an opinion, but it's not, you know, it's not an informed opinion. The planet could be burning up for all I know. Glaciers could be coming right now over the Sierra into Hanford, right? I mean, who knows? The issue here isn't that. It's that we're going to make this issue a world-shattering issue and take over the planet. Small group of elite individuals who want to take over the planet, and they're doing a pretty good job of it uh, with what we've seen in the past. And so if you were to ask me today, how is the world going to go global, I would say climate change, climate crisis, uh, would be a good candidate. We are witnessing, as I said, a stage setting for the seven-year Great Tribulation that is described in the last book of the Bible that Al Gore takes nature strolls through. Uh, we will not, however, be on the earth during those terrible times. Jesus promised we would, he would come for us and that we would avoid the wrath to come on the whole world, on the inhabitants of the earth. He's coming to resurrect the church the dead in Christ, and then he will rapture living believers, will be changed at his coming into our glorified bodies, will go to heaven. Uh, it, it's not, you know, an escape philosophy or, you know, anything like that. It's what the Bible teaches. And then we'll be coming back with Jesus at the end of the seven years to help him establish his millennial kingdom. So the, a good question, you know, to ask people is, are you ready for the rapture? If not, get ready, stay ready, keep looking up, because ready or not, Jesus is coming.